The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to episode 99 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Narrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. Somehow, someway, the Chiefs battled their way through a grueling road playoff schedule to finally reach their fourth Super Bowl in five years. How do we grade this level of greatness? We'll obviously try and answer that question and provide our very own unique British analysis on this in this week's show. But first... Patrick Mahomes against the likely MVP, Lamar Jackson. This is the most complete team in the National Football League. This will be Patrick Mahomes' toughest test of his career to get to a Super Bowl. The Ravens are a juggernaut. Hey! Why? Why? Because we f***ing can! Because we f***ing can! And if we can, we do! It's already gotten a little... Chippy is the word, even right down to the kickers. Getting into it a little bit after the Chiefs said, hey, Justin Tucker, get this stuff out of here. And then more than that, a little scrape there with Mollette and some of the Chiefs. When you plan something well, there's no need to rush. Here's Kansas City from the 19, throwing at the goal line, and it's caught by Kelsey for the touchdown. In the pocket, cuts away from Chennault, who's trying to get after him for a second time, but the ball is thrown to the end zone, and it's caught! Flowers with the touchdown! The Ravens strike right back from 30 yards out. And if we lift our heel off their necks now, they'll just come at us. Second and goal. It's back to Pacheco. Pacheco drives across for the Chiefs' touchdown. Play action, loads it up. Wide open. He's got him. It's Flowers getting past Steve. Down to the nine-yard line. Tony off his number four. Second and eight from the nine. Jackson 
to Flowers. He dies. The ball came out. It's recovered by Kansas City. Did the ball come out before he broke the play? This is a call that could determine the whole game right here. Sneed. It's out. When I learned some things, such as you strike when your enemy is weak. Has now reached the Chiefs 25, second and 10. To the end zone again, and it is intercepted. Intercepted by Dion Bush, who just came in two plays ago for Mike Edwards. He gets the protection. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez Scantling for the second straight week. Shout out to Jerry Rice, baby. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs and believe it. You gotta fight for your right to fight! Three, two, one, bang. Come, I wanted to start the show this week with a quote I found, and it's simply this. Greatness is a lot of small things done well. And it got me thinking. When it comes to sports, people will call a certain player great because they've won a game or a season or they'll win a major tournament. But they get it wrong because they expect greatness to come from a single act of an opportune moment. For example, you wouldn't call like Nick Foles great after winning a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP at the right time, would you? It was a great moment in his career and great for the fan base and the city he's obviously represented, but it won't be classed as a true great of the game. However, Joe Namath only won one Super Bowl and is considered a great. Len Dawson is considered a great. Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. You could name a lot of quarterbacks that have only won one Super Bowl but are considered to be a great of the sport. And here's the difference. To be considered a true great, you have to be consistently great. You have to do the small things over and over and over again to build up your legacy of greatness. Patrick Mahomes, at 28 years of age, has already achieved greatness, and he ain't done yet. Wow. Are you feeling okay? Mate, I, I am feeling very uh, powerful feeling... and emotional at the minute. I, I, seriously, mate, this is like... Watching this Ravens game was... It was almost like one of those moments where you just think, you just got to sit back and just let history take over and watch the greatness evolve in front of your eyes, didn't it? it, it the whole thing was just... The, I mean, the occasion was one was one thing, but just how... Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed, all just overcame everything in this road road playoff run, and and we haven't even won the Super Bowl yet. You're acting like this is already one of the best seasons, despite the Super Bowl result. Do you know it? It really isn't the best season, though. That's that. That's the that's the thing that I don't really understand about this. I mean, mixed emotions. It's not. It's not been. The greatest year of watching a Chiefs Super Bowl run, I suppose. We, we've had better Super Bowls seasons, mm-hmm. but the playoffs, I mean, this is probably the best playoffs we've ever seen them do, but the season was meh. Sorry, let me rephrase. Out of all the Super Bowl runs, not not winning the Super Bowl, like getting to the Super Bowl, mm. is the first one the only one of the four that's better than this one? 
more. I really don't know. I, I the, the the first one that Mahomes won. Yeah. So obviously he had that run where we beat the Texans 24-0 down, when we beat the Titans at home. First Super Bowl we've made in 50 years. That one obviously meant so much. Yeah. And obviously the, the the next two, um, the one where we beat the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And the Browns, that, that was obviously the um Chad Henney one as well. And then obviously last year's one where we beat the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Do you think this one is more enjoyable as Chiefs fans in terms of runs than those? Oh, do you know? I don't know because I think the, I think the answer is yes. By the way, I I, I think it's, it's difficult. The most enjoyable. It's difficult because the the first one, obviously, you always remember your first, don't you? Right? No innuendo intended. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> you always remember your first. Now the 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 thing is the comebacks in that first year of Mahomes winning it. They were great. That 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 was obviously the greatness in what you can do and what you can achieve overcoming deficits in games. Mm-hmm. This playoff run is overcoming your four. Yeah. And that's the thing that probably I would say, yeah, that edges it a little bit because the way he's done it, he did it against Miami, who were obviously touted to be, you know, one of the front runners. Um, he's then gone and uh, against Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. The you know another one of the pretenders, and then he's gone against the who's effectively going to be the MVP is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and all of them have been in their house. Well, apart from Miami, obviously, oh, but yeah. yeah, but the last two have been in their house, and it's it's how I still I'm still in shock. I don't know how the hell the Chiefs are actually in this Super Bowl because looking at that the the, the difficult. The difficultness of that playoff run. Yeah. That's the thing that I think has just really springboarded Mahomes, yeah. Kelsey, Reed, greatness. Yeah. Like if this was Halo and, 3 and you're playing online against some 12 year old nerds, you definitely have it on legendary settings as well. Like this is yeah. how hard the um, the playoff run has been for the Chiefs. Yeah. The reason why it's been towered has been so hard is because how bad they were during the regular season that's let's be honest if the Chiefs were true to form to yesteryear then you would have looked at okay fine they stand a good chance against all of these teams the reason why we're acting like this and we're so surprised is because no one saw it coming no no one thought that we like three weeks ago thought we were going to go on this run and face this gauntlet there might have been one or two people that said yes I am confident the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl and some people might have said it but whether they actually believed it or not is a different thing. And you'd be perfectly within your rights to not believe it because of how bad they have been this this year. It was only, what, four or five weeks ago that the Raiders embarrassed the Chiefs at home on Christmas Day. Yeah. And here they are in the Super Bowl about to play in the Raiders stadium. I said it last week, and I was wrong. I, I was very, very wrong with my score prediction last week. I thought the Ravens were going to carry on doing what they have done all year, and that was just blow teams out and score points for fun. For whatever reasons that we don't know, the Ravens decided to not run the ball and just try and make Lamar Jackson pass the ball, which for whatever reason didn't work out for them. Oh, I know why, because he's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, never mind. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you can't really grumble at anyone that turned around and said, yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year or get into the Super Bowl. And I think yeah. that was a perfectly, perfectly reasonable prediction to make three or four weeks ago. Yeah. But what this Super Bowl run has done and what this Super Bowl run means for us as podcasters, it basically makes every single show that we record during the regular season next season absolutely <laughs> pointless. 
Null and void. Completely yeah. null and void. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. what is the point of following this team or commentating on this team during the regular season? Now I can hear Pete in the back of my, my head now going, Tom, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, You're we just nuking hits, the whole we need network, mate. What are you doing? But, Unless you're just listening to us for just pure entertainment purposes, which you would do, because that's why you listen to the Great British Cheese Show. You don't you don't listen to us for actual analysis anyway. But yeah, if you, unless you unless that's what you're going with, then that's fine. But next year, does it really matter if the Chiefs play well during the regular season? I think I think this this particular team has proven that it doesn't matter what this team does in the regular season because they have an on-off switch, like all the great teams have always done. Man mm. City, done it last year, done it to my beloved Arsenal last year. John Spartan, you are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal... Oh, and they've done it to a few teams of late. They they tre- like trundle through the start of the season, get through to like February, and then they just go on a run. And they win yeah. like 10, 11, 12 games in a row. And they go from eight points behind to eight points in front in no time at all because they're just relentless. And they can switch it on just like that. The Kobe Bryant teams... Of the Lakers, they used to do it. The Michael Jordan teams used to do it. Tom mm-hmm. Brady used to do it. There's, there's, there's Usain Bolt doesn't run his fastest in the semi-finals, does he? He just gets there. And then, do you know, the that's a hell of an analogy. That's a really good because yeah. when you see him in the heats, yeah, he's just jogging. Yeah, because he and does enough. Yeah, and that's pretty all much need what to do, this Chiefs team did. All I need to do is qualify. That's all Usain Bolt does. I just need yeah. to qualify for the final. And he gets the final and goes, you guys. That's what the greats do. And that's what this Chiefs team do. Like They are absolutely a dynasty now. 100% a dynasty, whether they win this Super Bowl or not. Some people say they need to win three to become a true dynasty. I yeah. don't think so. Because I think what this season has proved that this team are always going to be there or thereabouts. Like There is no way in hell like I'm going to like make a really bold prediction here that this is the last Super Bowl that this team makes. It's just mm-hmm. impossible. There's, that's not going to happen. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. Travis Kelsey's not going anywhere. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes certainly isn't going anywhere. Yeah. And despite what the AFC do, and they have like the AFC this year has been phenomenal across the board. Like with some of the efforts from their from their top teams, from the Ravens, from the Bills, from the Dolphins, Texans up and coming team. But yet they their best is no way near good enough. No way near good enough. Because the Chiefs can just Get into the get into the playoffs, and say right, this is it now. Let's 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 turn it on. And I mean, it's great for us. It's phenomenal for us. Uh, I actually sat and watched the game with a Ravens fan, one of my good friends that Brad knows, um, Spencer. He come to Miami with us during for the Super Bowl. Shout out, um, Fiddy. But he was just so like I felt sorry for him. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Only a, no, you no, it doesn't didn't. mean doesn't mean I wanted to trade places with him. I just felt sorry for him a little bit. <laughs> He's my you friend. didn't because you were too busy jumping around the room going, "My arms are great." No, no, I was a, I was, I was a guest in his house, so I was a really, really good winner. I was very humble. It probably annoyed him more because I was so humble. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I felt sorry for him because obviously the Ravens have been phenomenal all season, and they have been like DVOA. Mm-hmm. They've been one of the best teams of all time, apparently. DVOA doesn't count in the playoffs, but you know what I mean. They, they've been very, very good team. But for him, just to watch his team just get Mahomes, because it is Mahomes, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I know you can talk about the defense and everything, but, and the defense were phenomenal. And they are, let's be fair, at least 50, 60% of the reason why we've made it to this game. 
But what the Chiefs done early and what we said they needed to do early when we were talking previewing this game last week was score points early. Mm. And they did. They got a couple of touchdowns and that kind of put pressure on the Ravens offense to try and fight fire with fire. And their way of doing it was by trying to pass the ball because they knew they needed to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. And that's where the greatness of Mahomes come through was, right, what do we need to do as a whole team in terms of a game plan to make this game winnable? Score early, be solid early, and then sharp shop and not turn the ball over in the second half. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Chiefs done. That was exactly the plan. I mean, right from the first drive of the game, that actually set the tone. And I know that was obviously the defence to actually doing that. But Ravens going three and out in that first drive. After the Chiefs had won the toss, I thought, do you know what? This has set the tone now because this means that if we get something out of this, even if we get three points out of this drive, yep. the pressure's already on the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And I mentioned it in the previous show, and I said, I was questioning Lamar Jackson's um, ability to handle the high-pressure game like this. There was a lot riding on it. It was in his own house, and a lot of people were expecting him because he is going to be the MVP. Let's let's be honest. He's going to be the MVP of the season because he's been absolutely phenomenal. So I was questioning whether he could handle that pressure. That changed the game right at the beginning where the Chiefs went straight down the field, scored a touchdown. That changed the whole plan of what the Ravens were trying to do because instantly they knew that they didn't want to eat the clock. They wanted to start passing it around a little bit more as well. I mean, the rushing game was. I mean, they didn't. I think they used Gus Edwards once. Six six rushing attempts between him and Justice Hill. Six. I mean, that just completely throws away your whole game plan and yeah. and what you've been used to a whole season. At this point, is you're expected to be a rushing team. Yeah. Suddenly, they are this team that are totally out the depth. They don't know where where they are, how they're handling any of this mm. pressure. And the Chiefs just seem to be in control, literally, from that first three and out. Yeah, and they stayed in control the whole yeah, game. right is, the way through. Yeah, I thought the Chiefs' defense done an excellent job on Lamar. Um, the pressure that they did get it did seem to affect him. Mm. He seemed hesitant. I felt on Sunday. Yeah, he didn't. He like normally you see Lamar and you think right, he has a, an internal clock. He knows when to go. And like, like, this is when I've got to scramble. But it seemed like he didn't want to scramble. He it really felt like he wanted to try and beat the Chiefs as a pocket passer. But that's fine if you're not thrown to receivers that are covered by Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. That's fine. But the Chiefs passing defense has been phenomenal all year. So I don't see why they stuck with the passing game so much. I think he had 37, was it, 40-odd attempts mm. passing the ball. And like, what was it, 11, 12 rushing attempts in total? Like, that's ludicrous if you're the Ravens. Like, mm, yeah. that should have been flipped the other way. They should have been rushing the ball 35, 40 times and then passing the ball 12 to 20 times. But for whatever reason, this Chiefs team, despite it being an obvious weakness, well, I don't say obvious, a weakness of this defense, the, the most, like, obvious de- uh, uh, weakness of this defense, I should say, Teams still do not run the football on the Chiefs. No. And when they do run the football, for whatever reason, they always abandon it. And that has to come down to the quarterback on the other side. Has to. It has to. There, there is like there is no reason why 
team should abandon the run as easily as they do. It has to come down to, right, I need to match what that guy on the other side's doing. Yeah. And I just don't get that. Like, play your own game. What Ravens, what have you been good at this year? Running the football. Stick to that. Stick to that. But no, they, they get caught up in these moments. They play this, this Chiefs team. And they think, right, we just need to emulate this team. Oh, they, yeah. they seem good. Let's copy what they're doing. Well, no, yeah. you can't copy what we're doing. Do what you the do. Chiefs, like, I just don't understand why teams do Like, the Bills were guilty of it. They were rushing the ball fine against us. Do you us. know what it is? Do you know what and it is? And they start passing. It's psychological warfare. Now, Yeah, I think it is. I Honestly, I think that's what it is. I think there's a psychological thing going on in these quarterbacks' minds that they've got to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and air it out. They've got to have a proper shoot, proper shootout. Shootout, right? It's a fucking shootout. Like a whisk. You know, proper, you know, taught at all, I can do what you do. No, you do what you do because you are unique at it. Lamar Jackson is unique in the way that he plays. Patrick Mahomes is unique in the way that he plays. Do what you do best. Don't yeah. try and 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 challenge yourself of thinking, well, I can throw for 300, 300 odd yards or whatever it is. I can throw for five touchdowns. You know, I can I can lead a team like Patrick Mahomes does. It doesn't work. You have to lead the team how you lead the team for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, how you've gone through the playoffs. And Lamar Jackson didn't do that. But going on that psychological warfare thing, the ego that we've seen from Bills players in the previous game and Ravens players. I mean, this Ravens thing, right at the beginning, right from the, the actual kickoff, you know, with, with Tucker and everything like that, you know, with hmm. the whole thing of warm-ups and things. That was something that the Ravens were trying to get into the Chiefs Chiefs players' heads. Yeah. The Chiefs are ice cold. Mm-hmm. They're not bothered what you're doing. They, I mean, yeah, okay, they have a bit of a tip for tat and stuff like that, but you think they, you're getting in their heads. Yeah. When in actual fact, they're already in your head because you've yeah. been doing all of this swag surfing and touchdowns and stuff, you know, to try and like toll over the fact that, that Taylor Swift was doing it in a couple of, couple of yeah, weeks yeah. ago, you know. The Chiefs are already in your head. And these teams cannot get over that hump because of the psychological warfare that's gone on. And yeah. the Chiefs haven't done anything to do that. They've just been the Chiefs. Yeah. They've just been great. And you're having these Bills and these Ravens who were thinking, we've got to raise our game. We've got to get in the heads. We've got to really kind of wind them up. We've yeah. got to, you know, we've got to make sure that we show that we are the best or we, we can prove that we are the best. When at, in actual fact, you just have to play the best and be do the you, best. Do you think there's something to be said that they're too busy trying to beat the Chiefs and actually winning the Super Bowl? Yeah. I think they actually think that that is their Super Bowl. Yeah. Because that's the standard. Because if you think about it now, if you think about it now, right, what we witnessed against Baltimore, the entire, and, and even the entire playoff run, is Patrick Mahomes has added to his greatness, his level of greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we now have to put Mahomes on uh, like a, a, a same pedestal as like Joe Montana, Tom Brady. That's pretty much it. Because yeah. trying to compare Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, to Patrick Mahomes, at this moment in time, it's just downright offensive because they are not that level of player yet. They're good players. Don't get me wrong. They are good players. Mm. But how many times have we seen good players or potential great players who should be winning Super Bowls, they should be winning titles, not do it because they've been trying to chase that ghost. They've been trying to chase 
that great player mm-hmm. who is the greatest player of their era right now, Patrick yeah. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they're trying to catch that and emulate them rather than actually just being who they are. Yeah. I wonder if the 49ers, I don't want to go down the preview because obviously the 49ers, they got caught out when we last played them by abandoning the run in the fourth quarter. I wonder exactly. if uh, yeah. they're thinking about it. like I'm sure if the Ravens could have that game back last last week, I'm I'm sure they would. They could call a very, very different game. Yeah. yeah so I, I think there's something to be said in the psychological part of it. I am you look to like the great Alex Ferguson teams, even the, the great Arsene Wenger teams. Mm. They always said that those those games were won in the tunnel before. Like teams used to line up next to them oh, yeah. for the walkout and they'd have a look at like Patrick Vieira or Roy Keane or Ruth Van Nistelrooy and yeah. like Thierry Henry and they'd be like, Oh, we're done. <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're done. It's a good point because I mean I always remember when uh, Newcastle United, my team, back in the day we we were chasing uh, their first ever Premier League title. They were they were well in the lead, twelve points in the lead. Man United caught them up, beat them, and won the actual league. The following season, Newcastle, because they added it in the heads, they were have to beat this team. We have to beat this Man United team to get this kind of monkey off our backs. They went out and beat Man United five nil. Were Man United bothered? No. They weren't bothered because they actually won the title the previous previous year before. And that's what I'm saying about this psychological thing. The the Newcastle players were thinking, this is great. We're going to, you know, if we beat them, we're going to win. We're going to win a title. Newcastle have never won a title. They beat them and 5-0. Right, to win that league anyway. <laughs> yeah. They, they beat them 5-0. Yeah. But it, it's, it, I suppose, in a way, it's almost like Josh Allen beating Mahomes in the regular season. Hmm. You know, they had a party after they beat Mahomes and the Chiefs in this regular season. But when it came down to it in the actual playoffs to actually progress, they couldn't do it. Because it's the psychological factor of the fact that you're playing the Chiefs. You're playing this, yeah, you're playing this 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 world-class quarterback and this world-class tight end with this world-class coach. And you just cannot get over that hump. You can beat them in the regular season because they're just jogging. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, it's not gloating. I feel, I feel like I'm coming across as quite arrogant on this. And I probably am. I've been arrogant all week, I must admit. <laughs> well, That's not like you. No, it's not like me at all, but it, it's like I was saying, at the, you know, at the top of the show, it was, it's this greatness element that I just can't, it suddenly, oh, it was like an enlightening moment that I thought, oh my God, this guy, this team, this head coach, this tight end. Yeah, what's going to be weird is like, oh, phenomenal. in like 20 years, 30 years time, like obviously people talk about the Steelers of the 70s, the Cowboys of the 90s, the 49ers of the 80s, the Patriots of the noughties and the 2010s it's going yeah. to be the it's going to be the chiefs of the 20s that's yeah. that's what it's going to be they are going to be up there they're going to be ranked this particular set of team this particular chiefs team is going to be ranked amongst the best teams of all time and they still have so much time to keep adding to their resume as well it's unreal. it's Mate, really like, that this week was a proper like pinch pinch myself moment as a Chiefs fan like yeah the fact that we're this is our fourth trip to the Super Bowl in five years fourth like I would have been happy with the first one and that's it and now here we are fourth I'm not even getting like that excited these days like we won on Sunday and I was just like I was like yes happy and whatnot obviously I was being humble because I was around my Ravens friend's house 
<laughs> but even the morning after, like, oh, how was the game last night? Yeah, it was good. Defense yeah. played well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson messed up a little bit. She's forced some mistakes. Pat Mahomes didn't make any. Travis Kelsey was outworlded. But like a few a few years ago, make the Super Bowl. I'd be like, oh my god, guys, it was the <laughs> best game ever. And then I got so drunk. <laughs> like, that's I don't what remember it a like. thing. <laughs> but this team, it just ceases to amaze me. Well, in fact, no, that's a lie. This year has amazed me. I can't believe we're there. Anyways, yeah. let's take a break. I just wanted to keep that greatness well, take real. A break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, True. let's take a break. And you just started carrying on talking. Yeah, yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Because I want to talk about greatness afterwards after the break. So uh, when we come back, we're talking more about the Chiefs' greatness. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there. Welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. Before the break, we were talking about greatness and this Chiefs offense led by Patrick Mahomes, the great Patrick Mahomes, the great Travis Kelsey, and the great Andy Reid. I want to talk now about something I brought up a few weeks ago in actually saying that this is probably or absolutely now the greatest Chiefs defense we've ever had. And I think after beating the Ravens the way they did, I think that's pretty much nailed on now. Yeah, we had this discussion and I mentioned the 2016, 2015, that sort of defense. Yeah. It was the best that I've seen um, as a Chiefs fan. I don't think they even compare these days to do what they did on Sunday against that team. Yes, obviously, we've talked about Lamar Jackson's flaws in the first half of the show. But the reason why he was flawed is because the defense was just so good. That was phenomenal, wasn't it? From the defensive line all the way through to the safeties, they were excellent on Sunday. And they have been excellent of late. Um, I want to shout out George Colaftis because... Oh, yeah. For his second year... The progression that he's made from year one to year two has been outstanding. And he just seems to be getting better and better and better. And obviously, there is an element that he's helped by the presence of Chris Jones. I don't think that can be understated. But he's still got to win one-on-one. He still Mm. has to win one-on-one against his opposite number. And he's doing it consistently. And just to have that extra guy who's not just good, but at this point, very, very good at pass rushing, is making all the world of a difference. And to complement that, these guys on the back end, whether it, like everyone talks, we know about Legere Sneed, we know about Trent McDuffie, 
But Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, Chamari Connor, Mike Edwards, these guys, Justin Reed, these other guys are just stepping up. And I know we give Brett Veach a lot, a lot of stick about the wide receiver problem. Okay. But we have to also give a tremendous amount of credit for what he's done with the defense, which effectively has happened because he traded away Tyreek Hill. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. The, the Tyreek Hill trade has enabled this defense to be rebuilt as in the way it has, especially the defensive backfield. And we just have to give credit to Brett Veach. We have to give credit to Steve Spagnola. We have to give credit to Dave Merritt. We have to give credit to Brendan Daly, all the guys, everyone involved in coaching this defense and building this defense. They deserve a tremendous amount of credit. And it's nice to see that they are getting it because yes, I know we opened the show with Patrick Mahomes. Obviously he's the quarterback. He's going to be the guy that everyone talks about first, but let's not kid. Let's not kid ourselves without this defense. This team are nowhere near this super. And they are the main reason why we are where we are. I would argue even potentially that they don't even make the playoffs. if It's not for this defense, Mm -hmm. but game after game, this defense have come through. They come through against the bills when they needed to. And against the Ravens, when the offense couldn't do diddly squat in the second half, this defense just held and held and held. Two turnovers in the red zone. Nigeria Sneed with the greatest play in Chiefs history defensively. I was going to ask you about that. Do you it think he's the greatest player? It has to be, doesn't playing. it? Like, it's annoying me how little attention this play is getting nationally <laughs> and internationally. Like, Yes, Zay Flowers fumbled. It goes down as a Zay Flowers fumble. But the play from Sneed is just outrageous. It's so, so good. It's like up there with the tackle in the Rams Super Bowl against Dyson. I can't remember who the player was when he comes reaching out. But he ends oh. up and he gets held back. It's up there with that. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like, it needs a nickname, this play. mm it really needs a nickname. I can't think of anything that rhymes with Sneed to do with punching. I don't know, but um, you're you're the nickname. You're the nickname man amongst us, so you can come up with one. I'll, but... I'll have a think. See what we can find. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing, but like you're right. Nothing springs. Give yourself another Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. No, nothing springs to mind straight away because do you know what? I think people are still stunned that it actually happened. I think people are still even. Even when I see that play back now, I always think Zay Flowers is going to make it. Yeah, yeah cool. I always think he's going to make it. It reminded me of the, the, the USAC touchdown against the 49ers. In the yeah. Super Bowl when he went diving into the end zone and Matthew just was like, nah, I'm not having any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but Sneed yeah. was like, nah, I'm, I'm having this ball. It's just crazy. It was just insane. I mean, when we're talking about the greatness of the Chiefs defense, I'm, I'm not going to knock the greats that we've had in the past. I mean, you know, the likes of you know, Willie Lanier and Emmett Thomas and Buck Buchanan, Curly Colt, Bobby Bell, you know, all those kind of greats back in the day. I mean, I've never had the, you know, the opportunity to see those guys play, but they're, they're obviously Hall of Famers for a reason. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're ex- exceptional defenses. And to, but to see how this unit of Chiefs players on the defensive side of the ball have come together. And the fact that they all rallied around Spags as well by wearing those in Spags We Trust t-shirts. Which are way too much money, by the way. Yeah, they're way too much money. But (laughs) the fact that they rallied around and they, I mean, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do that. But they wanted to show the appreciation to Spags that this is is what he's built. This is what Mm. this defense believes in him. And they believe in 
the process. They believe in their abilities. He's given them the belief to be Super Bowl winners. You know, at least, well, hopefully Super Bowl champions at the end of this. But that's what we're talking about about greatness. This is, you know, great people end up being like great leaders. Mm. Spags, Andy Reid, great leaders. And we're so lucky to have them in the same team. <laughs> Do you think it's criminal that he's not look, again, looking for any head coaching jobs? I know, I know he's had a couple before and they weren't overly successful. He was obviously with the Rams and the Giants. Yeah. That, that was a few years ago now. He's talking about five or six years. And I know teams typically like to go for an offensive guy as their head coach. But if you're looking at this defense and you're looking at how much, like you're talking about the t-shirt thing, for example, you're looking at how much they love playing for this guy. Mm. Why isn't a team pulling the trigger on him as a head coach? Like, I'm glad they're not. Because I, oh, want, to I, keep, want, to keep I want to keep this band together for as long as possible, including signing Chris Jones and Legere Sneed this year, finding a way to get them done. Yeah. But it does surprise me that Spags isn't getting a look in or even being talked about, rumored for a head coaching gig this year. I don't know. I, I suppose it comes back to the, the defense as being criminally underrated across the board this mm. entire season, including by me last week, by the way, because I did say the Ravens were going to score 34 points. And that was. A fucking stupid take by me, <laughs> and I hold my hands up. That was an awful, awful take, and I apologise. Um, but it does surprise me that there's no looking for him. Yeah, well, maybe they have been, but maybe he's been turning them down. Maybe I, I, I don't know because you never, you haven't heard any rumblings, have you? I mean, you normally hear the rumblings around about playoff time, when obviously the the season's over with. And you normally hear some rumblings that, you know, some some teams are talking to whoever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But never really seems to be Spags. And right. it might just be that he might just quash it right there and then go, do you know what? I'm happy where I am. I'm happy winning Perhaps. Super Bowls. I'm happy with this team. I, I've, you know, and he's got such a young team, a young defense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the youngest in the league, isn't it? Um, he's got the youngest defense there and he's sent them to a Super Bowl. And clearly... He's enjoying himself. I mean, when you see him in interviews and things like that, even after the game, he just seemed—he seemed like a proud dad. That's something that you don't often see from any coach, really. I mean, you—you know—you see, obviously, from Andy Reid, he, he does seem like a father figure to a lot of these players, but to a defensive coordinator, I mean, to have that—that that interaction and that and that you know that belief and that proud nature coming across like a father would. That's what you see in Spags. It's so weird. It's so it, it is very strange to see just how a family element is going on in this team, um, and the fact that even the offensive side have been rallying around each other. I mean, again, going back over to the the, the offensive side of the ball here, the way they've rallied around MVS, and the way that MVS has suddenly become playoff MVS to <laughs> to, to to ice the game. The way he did. I, I mean, mean, how many times have we seen that pass this season and he's mm. he spilled it, he's dropped it, and everyone's just completely got on his back? I mean, I don't want all of our regular season takes to be wrong, so I might double down on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't think he's worth keeping around. Uh, <laughs> I would like a guy a bit more consistent during the regular season and probably offer a little bit more than the playoffs than just one catch. Okay, albeit a very important catch. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll double down on that one, shall we say? You'll double down on that one, will you? <laughs> I know we're talking about like, we're, we're eking into the offensive side chat and things like that, but it, it, it's 
it's like I said, I wanted to bring it up about this whole greatness of this team and how how we feel about it. I mean, even psychologically, psychologically for us, us fans, you know, this is one of those moments where you really did feel proud of the team. You felt that they've managed to really go on the road, completely blow out the water, all of the doubters, completely. I mean, I've never seen such a swing in opinion from the talking heads on TV that have suddenly gone, fair play, fair play to Mahomes, fair play to Andy Reid, fair play to Travis Kelsey. They shouldn't be here, but they are because of their greatness. That's what this team does. That's what this team does, isn't it? This this show's been really soppy. It has been soppy, hasn't it? I don't know. You obviously didn't tell me the plan for the show beforehand. You've kind of just led with it, and I've just kind of been there to (laughs) to go. But I, I don't know. It's been really, really soppy. This hasn't been... Like it's been great, and I've loved hearing you talk like this, Brad. And but I don't know. I feel like you should be crying whilst you're saying this. Like... Mate, I I am really emotional about this this whole franchise right now. I really am. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I just can't. You're, can't like, help you're talking me. about Spags being a proud dad. You you just like <laughs> honestly, you're just chewing my ear off. Like, come on, son. Yeah, like, be happy for Christ's sake. Celebrate. Have yourself a beer. Ah, uh, um, to me, I feel like we've already won the Super Bowl. I really do. But we haven't. We ain't I feel done like we yet. Have, I feel done. like we have. By the way, did you see Mahomes' dad bod? Like, <laughs> I'm so, I am so happy that man has a dad bod. He makes me feel so much better. Yeah, <laughs> so much better. See, see, love, see. Yeah. Look, he's a prime specimen. He, this, see this man right here. He's the greatest athlete in the world right now. Yeah, and look at him. Look at this. Look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get to go to bed with someone like that every <laughs> night. <laughs> Do you know the outs he does? Honestly, I thought he'd have been ripped. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not body shaming. It. This is a far from a body shame. No, definitely like, not. I am like celebrating Pat Mahomes' <laughs> body right now. It's yeah. phenomenal. It is so, going round a bit, isn't it? But I, I, I'm happy about that. But you find that in quarterbacks, don't you? They, they like to have a bit of, you know, a bit of, you know, soft edges now and again. You just soft make, edges, soft edges. <laughs> He's a bit round around the edges. A bit of padding, you know, a bit of padding, just to make sure that any hits come their way, you know, they just kind of bounces off, you know. Yeah. And like you said, dad bods, dads everywhere are going to go in. That's the guy. That's the guy that I'm modeling myself on. Never mind these blooming swimwear models who are, you know, Calvin yeah. Klein, you know, jacked up men with abs yeah. and pecs and stuff like You don't need that. What you need is you need a soon to be four time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. You need that. That's a specimen right there. <laughs> oh, three time. Three time. Three time. Yeah. Sorry, I got it yeah. wrong then. <laughs> could be four time. But yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, it could be four time. Could be four no, time. No, I, I was I'm seeing the shirtless Mahomes pictures from the locker room. Um, yeah, all about that dad bod. All about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, while we're talking about Mahomes, while we're talking about Mahomes, um, I, I, I've been, honestly, mate, I've been so much on cheese content this week. Can you tell? I've so much been on Chiefs. I mean, I'm sat here now, sat here wearing all my Chiefs gear as well, and I'm just like, I'm dripping in the stuff. I bet and, your uh, loves you right this week. <laughs> it's funny she woke up and she went, so they're in the Super Bowl then? I was like, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're in. Back in again. Um, I've been so giddy all week. But yeah, just going off what I was, uh, was going to say, um, I've been soaking up a lot of the content that's been going on. And Rich Eisen, uh, pointed out this in his show that Mahomes is the only player to reach four Super Bowls before the age of 30. The mm-hmm. only player 
to reach four Super Bowls before the age of 30. Apparently, Brady reached three by the age of 28. Yeah. Uh, okay, he won three Super Bowls by then, but, you know, Mahomes could actually win a, a yeah, third was, Super Bowl on this. 31, so. when he, 31 when he lost to the Giants, yeah. I suppose yeah, so. but Brady didn't have two MVP seasons in his locker. Um, Mahomes has actually won more season wins, 74 versus 58, mm. more playoff wins, 14 versus 10, at 28 years old than what Brady had. Yeah. It's the longevity of Brady, isn't it? That's the it, that's that, be, But that's the thing. But, when gonna, he, but this is why it, I like this stat, because you're looking at the age of Mahomes right now, at the age of 28 and what the age of yeah. 28 you know, Brady was. And if Mahomes wins his third Super Bowl here, he literally drowns out what was accomplished at 28 for Brady. Yeah, but the, yeah, I get that. And I get the GOAT debate, but the, the problem is... Is that Brady's done it? He can't. He, exactly. He's, done, he's bagged the accomplishments. Yeah. He's got the seven Super Bowl rings. He's there. Mahomes has to get there. That's yes. the problem. And but when you look at the stats, well, yeah, obviously start. He started off amazingly. Like, oh he's yeah, got, he's he's off to the greatest start of any player in NFL history. There's no doubt mm. about that. Like that's him. Um, that's done. That's in the bag. The first yeah. five years of his time, brilliant. But he still has it all to do to get to that stage. I don't think he needs to get to seven to become the goat. No, I, I think he can get to five and mm-hmm. become the goat because there's still the conversation. People talk about Montana versus Brady, and Montana's no. only on four. Okay? Montana never I lost th- the Super Bowl either. So yeah, true. I, I think I think Mahomes can get there with five, but he's still got to get there. He's still got to beat the 49ers. He's still got to get to two more. And yeah. nothing's a given in this league. Yes, I expect them to get back to a one or two more Super Bowls at least with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. But it's not a given that they're going to win those particular games. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it would be great for him to be in the GOAT debate in a few years' time. He's probably the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So in terms of that, he's probably the GOAT. But in terms of accomplishments, he still has so, 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 so far to go to catch Brady. That like Brady's accomplishments are just out of this world. No, no one would argue in terms of talent, like for like, Mahomes is more talented than, than Brady, but it goes a lot further than just talent. It's the mindset, it's the work rate, it's being locked in for that amount of time, the longevity. That's what makes Brady the GOAT. And that's where Mahomes needs to get to. Obviously, we feel like he has all the tools to get to there, but where will he be in five or six years' time? We don't know. And that's what makes this period of Chiefs football so exciting because it does feel like they are dynasty chasing plus legacy chasing at the same time, which can only mean a good thing for us because it means that hopefully more conversations like this will be happening year on year in, year out between us yeah. two. The only thing that worries me is a little bit is there was a gap where Brady didn't get to any of them. Yeah. Um, and that worries me. That, you know, I don't want history repeating in a way. I want Mahomes to keep on going. <laughs> I want him to keep on going because... The, Especially the tr- with Reed, because obviously yeah. Belichick was a lot younger. At that exactly. Point. And Reed's obviously not too old, but he's probably limited by yeah. the amount of years that he's got left. So yeah, you want to max. You do want to maximize this um, period of Reed and Mahomes. That is for sure. Exactly. Um, we haven't given Kelsey too much props at the minute. Um, Kelsey, I've just got to say the, the, the players that he made in that game. His level of football IQ is. I mean, it's off the chart, isn't it? Yeah. Um, his greatness is unmatched. Um, again, that's not a knock on, on, on other tight ends that have been around. Tony, Tony Gonzalez was obviously one of those, rewrote the book on tight ends and everything. But 
Tony Tony G didn't have Mahomes and Reed. Kelsey has, and he's he's really used it to his own ability there. I mean, that that play that he made where he dived for it, you know, when Mahomes got a late yeah. he hit late and everything like that, and he was scrambling around the pocket and then he dived for it. I mean, that 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 was just like it made me jump out of my seat. I, and there's not many players that do that. But there was a couple of them in this in this game. Yeah. Where sure. I was like, oh my God, how the hell? Um and the Kelsey one was amazing, but to have what eleven receptions, eleven uh, attempts, and, and and eleven receptions to, uh, to 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 Kelsey, how he just took that offense on his on his own chin and just went with it, it was it was unreal, unreal. Um, yeah, um, another greatness conversation, goat conversation. Jerry right? Rice thing just amazes me. Like last week we had the combination mm. thing, but the the whole being ahead of Jerry Rice in playoff receptions now is just ludicrous. Like. That there's there's something to probably sit for a very 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 long time now. Jerry Rice's record was there for twenty odd years, twenty five years, and now Kelsey will and also get an opportunity to add plenty of receptions to that as well. You'd hope in the next two years or three years, hopefully. So yeah, just ridiculous what that guy done. And eleven targets, eleven receptions, a touchdown, laughing in Carl Van Noy's face, <laughs> like just love it, like. What a guy. What, what a guy. The ultimate playoff competitor. I love him. And he's only three touchdowns behind Rice in the playoffs. Big ass to do it this year. But yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. It might happen in the Super Bowl. You never know. You never know. Right then, mate. Uh well, I think we've talked I think we talked too much about greatness right now. I mean, <laughs> we've got a preview to come up next week, and I don't know how the hell we're gonna get through that without talking about more greatness. But um but um, hopefully, uh, we with our hundredth show, we might have a guest or two on. We don't know yet. We're just still trying to work things in the background. But we hopefully might have a guest on. We'll see if we can make it work. But I'm not going to drop any hints yet. I'm not going to drop any hints yet because there's uh, there's a few irons in the fire. So hopefully, one of them will get hot. Hopefully. Uh, but anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, we'll be back again next week to preview the Chiefs' fourth appearance in a Super Bowl in five seasons. Um, hopefully winning the fourth Lombardi. And uh, like I said, we might have a special guest on which might uh, discuss how the Chiefs can achieve that. But what all I have to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after after each game to unpack exactly what happened. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.